project resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information, and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with with medicalcodinggeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code GEEK15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N group.com slash shop and use our promo code GEEK, G-E-E-K-1-5 at checkout. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to Do Not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Else or Classified podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast with their iPhone. So please pick up your device, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. You can find Medical Coding Geek and Not Also Classified on social media, including Facebook and Instagram. You can check out our Facebook groups, including Medical Coding Geeks with an S, the RHIA and RHIT exam support group, the CDI Network, we also have a Not Ulcer Classified Community Group, and we have a Medical Coding, HIM, and CDI Marketplace, where you can buy and sell your resources. So today in the podcast, we have Dresa Hopkins and Jeffrey. So very similar to the Zellum Brothers episode, I have two people who have a shared relationship on this podcast, and that relationship is student and professor. But specifically, this is a high school student and a professor. So the podcast is a big discussion on how Jeffrey, at a young age, decided to pursue medical billing and coding. And as soon as he graduated high school, he got certified and then he got a job all by the age of 18. So this is a very interesting two-part series. 
So in this episode, we get to know more about Risa and Jeffrey. We talk about the CBCS credential. We talk about how Risa and Jeffrey connected. We talk about the differences between teaching high school students and adults. And we talk about maturity, both as a person and professionally. So without further ado, here is my episode with Drisa and Jeffrey. Enjoy. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Not Else Classified podcast. I have a, well, every, every episode is special, but I think this one is very special because of the uh, people that are on board in this uh, in this episode today, and the age group, the age group that we were just talking about this earlier, the age group of 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 this person who, well, at least the student, former student, right, former student, uh, who got a job right out of school. <laughs> it's remarkable. I'm I'm excited to, to talk about it, or I'm excited to hear about it because because. Um, well, let, let me first off introduce uh, our guest. I'm, I'm already starting the podcast with. I'm already starting the podcast without these people, so I'm just gonna tell their story no matter what. Okay, what? Anyways, uh, so I have two guests again. Last week I have uh, the Zellum brothers, and now today in this podcast episode I have actually a teacher and a student. And so in previous episodes I've had teachers and I've had students, but I've never had them both at the same time. Uh, so I have on the podcast, Dresa and Jeffrey. How are you guys? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thanks for asking. All right. So how we connected, uh, well, Dresa, I'll tell the story just very briefly. It's through Facebook. And so most of the stories that I have, uh, connected with most of the professionals, they're usually on LinkedIn, but this one's on Facebook, uh, our Facebook group, Medical Coding Geeks. Right. So if you guys are interested to join, I'm plugging it now. I always plug it into my uh, podcast episodes. And uh, just by the way, Jeffrey is totally unaware of what Dresa does in Medical Coding Geeks. <laughs> so here's the, you're ready for the story, Jeffrey. Here we go. So um, I have it. I have it all listed here. I, I, and I could find um, I just typed in Dresa into the search bar in my Medical Coding Geeks group. So uh Jeffrey, if you're on Facebook, look us up, join the group. As soon as I see your name, I'm going to let you in. So that way, and then when you get in, I want you to type in your teacher's name, at least the first name, uh, Dresa, D-R-I-E-C-A, and then you'll see her posts, right? And then you'll go, uh, the first post that I at least saw was in July 5th. You talked about AR, right? You love an AR, accounts receivable. But then July 3rd, July 3rd, you posted this picture, and I'm, I'm going to, you don't see it. Maybe I should show you. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I think I could share. <laughs> uh, Dresa puts this picture up. I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, I'm like, who's this? And I, I, I'm i like, I've never seen, you know, normally normally a lot of medical coders, they don't like to show themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I saw this face, I'm like, who's this? And uh, I, you know, the first, the, the first impression is that, you know, I'm like, who's this guy? I see three pictures here, Medical Building 101, Certified Building Specialist, and then uh, Dresa puts, uh, and you're seeing this for the first time, so I'm loving these reactions. Yeah. My first high school student is certified. And I'm like, 
excuse me, high school student. So like, let me, let me give you perspective, Jeffrey. Right. So that way you, you know, um, what you're dealing with here. So this podcast, right. And I, I, I'm going to show you actually. So while you're on, I'm going to show you just, just while you're on, on the podcast, the age group of the people that listen to my podcast are college age. Mm-hmm. So they're like within, you know, like maybe 22 uh, through 34. And then also oh. people who listen to my podcast are people who are already in the field. So you're talking about an age range between 30 and 55. Okay. Uh, and hopefully this thing comes up, but but the age group that I don't get is from zero to seventeen, which is is, is understandable because they're still in high school, and then eighteen to twenty two. Yeah. I don't get people to listen to this podcast, maybe because they're they're on TikTok or whatever. My I have, I have kids myself, so they're on TikTok, Snapchat, whatever, Facebook. Uh, they're not really interested into podcasts, but. To hear somebody, and I'm going to go, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't show, but whatever. Uh, here's your face again. Uh, look look at the um, look at the amount of people who, who reacted, about 185 people oh. in this group. So uh, you got people from other countries. <laughs> you got somebody here saying, how? How did he do that? And so, it, uh, you know, I, I love that they teach this in high school. Where, where, what high school teaches medical coding or billing, whatever? They, I, I don't know about that. And uh, it's, it's interesting to see that. And you got a lot of people. I'm, I'm serious. Look at this. Look at all this love. Congratulations. I can't believe you're not seeing. You've never see, you're seeing this for the first time. Um, yeah. So and then there's you. I'm like, great. High school. So I'm thinking high school 17. How old are you, by the way? 19 19 okay 19 so 19 18 19 high school uh i'm like okay great he 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 did it and i'm like he's certified so when i'm thinking certified i'm like okay right and maybe you could get some uh comments from you uh drisa is you know when they when they when you get out of when you get out of coding school or medical medical billing school you get certified the challenge is next is getting the job, and and I'm probably gonna go into it later, but just just kind of think about what we talked about earlier. Now let me show you this too, right? Um, look look at this. She's giving updates. <laughs> She's giving updates on you. August, uh, so July third. So from July third, um, like over a month later, she gives another update to you. Uh, she says, "Update: My student has an interview." Next Friday with the urologist office. Just graduated high school with his yeah. CBCS. Can you say foot in the door? Every journey is uh, is different. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So that that see it didn't get any it didn't get any love. Fifty okay, that's fine. Because uh, I think they they want because you know when you get an interview, I think for most people it's like okay, you got the interview, uh, yeah. freshly certified. Don't give your hopes up. <laughs> that's, that's usually the thought. Don't give your hopes up. That's why there was not mu- that many love. And then uh, two weeks later, look at that. Two weeks later, uh, student. Uh, that This is the one I want to show then, if that's the case. Here's the love. Here's the love right here. And for those that are listening, I'm showing him screenshots. I'm sh- actually sharing my screen with uh, with Jeffrey and Drisa. 
and again, Jeffrey has not seen this. <laughs> not seen this at all. He's seeing this for the first time. Um, come on. Anyways, so update student hired. I share this because so many people criticize the CBC credential and we could talk about that. Uh, and I, I, I think you made a great point is you continue on saying it is recognized with the right office and the right attitude. And we'll talk about some attitude uh, adjustments <laughs> here. Uh, you can get your foot in the door and now he can now he can work. Great. 19 working certified. I mean, the sky's the limit. I'm telling you uh, on getting better credentials male. That's another thing. <laughs> so uh, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. I think you, you mentioned uh, Dresa in one of the posts or in the comment uh, about that. Just to let you know that about 10% of the industry is male. So you got oh. some, you're, you're, you're in a good position. Uh, CPC, yeah. CCS, or any anything that his heart desires at 18 years old at the time. So uh, I don't know when you turn 19, uh, but August 28th. All right. So. That's a lot of excitement there. And and so what we're going to do in this podcast is kind of kind of I guess peel the layers off of what happened. How did it lead up to this? Uh I would love Risa to talk about this and then we're going to throw you in here in the mix Jeffrey in a second or in a minute uh to see how this collaboration happened. So my first question first. I'm going to go to uh Drisa here. Uh Drisa Thank you for being on the podcast, by the way, and thank you for for uh, making this happen. I'm I'm glad that you both of you are here. Uh, and so let's start off with the first question: uh, How? Well, first of all, where did you come from, and how did you get to where you're at today? Thank you, Brian, so much for having us. Thank you. I um, I'm a coder medical coder, but I'm also a high school teacher. Um, I am still currently a medical coder. I um, hold several credentials, CPC, CPCI, COC, CBCS, CMAA. Um, I hold about five different credentials. I taught adult billing and coding for five years, and I got an invitation from uh, Houston Independent School District, Sharpstown High School. They asked me if I would come and uh, start a health science program. And the first thing I go is, I'm not a nurse. That's the first <laughs> thing I said, I'm not a nurse. Because all I kept thinking is they wanted a nurse. And so um, they said, no, we need somebody with your, your background. My degree is health information technology management. Um, and so because I've taken anatomy classes, I've taken all the medical courses, I taught it, I qualified for that job. And the first thing I started thinking was, hmm, I could get a high school student certified. I took the job. Um, and I will say this, our uh, program that we have at Sharpstown, it's, it's called Career Technology Education. It's very popular. Most high schools have it everywhere. And basically what we're doing is teaching a student to their trade. And um, popular programs are CNA, medical assistant, um, but you hardly ever see billing coding. And when I saw that, I'm thinking, you know what? Let me just go you know, and teach a high school student this trade because I know they can get it. I just felt it in my heart. And so Jeffrey has been my student and he'll tell you that he started with me because you take four court, you take it four years. You take a principal's class, which is intro. Medical terminology is the second year. Third year is what's called health. Um, it's not a practicum. It's uh, 
I got to think of the class. I forgot just that quick. And the fourth year is actually the year that they start getting certified. So that third year is called um, health science theory, where you're learning your trade just from the bottom up. Those first two years, we're teaching you just the overall. So third year was health science theory. Fourth year was uh, your practicum. Now, mind you, um, I can't, I, if I went into the story, what happened with that, it would be crazy. Long story short, I went from having a lot of students and it dwindled down to about six of them. Wow. And Jeffrey was one of wow. them. And uh, they had their choice. They could choose billing and coding because that's what I do. Or they could do patient care tech, which is, of course, the hands-on, you know, uh, direct patient contact. And Jeffrey will tell you. I don't do the blood and guts. And he, we laugh about that all the time. I don't do the blood and guts. I love the body. I love everything about the body. I know everything about the organs and how they function. But when I see blood and all that stuff, I'm like this. Mm-hmm. you know. And surely, I kept thinking, every, every child, every student, no, they don't want the direct patient contact. They might feel like me. And so in the end, Jeffrey did have the uh, choice of doing patient care tech. And for, for whatever reason, and maybe he can share that, he says, you know what, I want to do billing and coding. And that's what happened. Nice. And we just, you know, from there, uh, we begin to study. We begin to, uh, I begin to tell him about how this all goes. Um, that Medical Billing 101 book was excellent. I loved it. I'd always use that book. And one of the things I shared with Jeffrey was my first credential that I ever had behind my name was the CBCS. And because of that, I, I just knew, I kept saying, we, you, he could do this. I've been in the industry. I, my first job, I got at uh, 19 years old. I worked at a lab. Mm-hmm. I was a lab processing, uh, uh, I used to process specimens, not knowing I was entering ICD-10 codes, CPT codes. I didn't know that that was all a part of um, coding and billing, all a part of health informatics. I was 19 years old. And so I, I've done pretty much, if you ask me what jobs I've done, medical records. Uh, worked in the lab, um, health information, and all led to me being a, a coder. And I got taught in the in the back office. I, it was on the job training, which they don't do that now. They don't do that no. a lot now. But even still, even if you get certified, no matter where you work, they're still going to have to train you. And so I do know that you can have secret. You have to be trained wherever you work. So um, that was my story. And I knew if I could do it, I could definitely train, you know, the right student with the right attitude. And Jeffrey was that student. Nice. <laughs> I, I've taught for, for, um, let's see, for three institutions, uh, pr- uh, not on the, not on the, uh, high school side, but on the, on the university side. And it's remarkable that, high school student it's, it still boggles my mind because the, the reason why it boggles my mind is because i've i've spent many years teaching post post education post high school education the same concepts that you have taught jeffrey and uh you know within the years that i've taught some of them got it some of them didn't some of the, and, and it's really difficult it really is difficult uh, to to get in a field like this, especially at a young age, so that so just to let you know, it 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 says a lot. It says a lot in terms of how number one, the instructor, okay, the <laughs> the instructor, how good the delivery is of the information. You're not just uh, as a, what I would say, uh, glorified um, 
glorified textbook reading. <laughs> you know? So it's you gotta you gotta it's the delivery, and I think the second part is the student receiving the information, and most importantly, uh, applying the information. And so it's not like you know go in the head and then go out, you know, it's like, okay, it's in my head. How do I use it? How do I use it? And that's most important. So uh, a question for you, uh, Drisa, is um, you mentioned the CBCS credential. And so for those that are that are listening, we hear CPC, we hear CCS, we hear AAPC, we hear uh, AHIMA. Could you give a little bit of information to our audience? What is the CBC credential? It's the Certified Billing and Coding Specialist. Um, I call it the entry-level certification. I really do. Um, It's through NHA, if it's okay for me to mention NHA, National Health Career Association. Um, And because I had taken that test and I knew what uh, what the test was about, I knew that a student could pass that test with that test, and Jeffrey will say it, you don't even have to use your your coding manuals, which is a whole lot different than the CPC exam, the, um, you know, the HEMA credentials. With that exam, you don't even use the coding manuals, but that's not to say you don't know how to use the manuals because I teach my students how to use the manual, and they do know that it's not a part of the test. Now, what was surprising and Jeffrey will share this because, like I said, he was he he did it the way I, I liked it uh, as far as studying. He studied to the test, studied, and if it was a question that he wasn't sure why he got it wrong, he brought it to my attention. And uh, while he was studying, there was a question on there about the CPT manual, and he screenshot it. He sent me, he sent Ms. Hopkins. Uh, they're asking me about the CPT manual. And sure enough, the next day when he came to, because uh, he shadowed with me, I brought, I showed him the CPT book. I explained to him what question they were asking, you know, and I actually gave him the CPT book. I remember he said, let me take this one home. <laughs> and so he took the book home. Um, and so, yes, it, it doesn't require the manuals. And again, I call that the entry level uh, certification. And there are many out there, uh, Brian, many. But the big wigs, and Jeffrey and I talked about this, AHIMA, APC. but there are so many different credentials out there. And to me, again, I call it the entry level. Then when they get more experience on that entry level, and he's ready when he wants to take the big step to CPC or, or, or AHIMA or doing whatever type of coding he wants to do, I think at that point he'll have the experience He'll have the maturity and he'll be ready because those exams are not easy. Mm-hmm. You know that CPC is not easy. You know, so, um, yeah, the CBCS is a, I call it the entry level certified billing and coding specialist through uh, NHA. Let's take a moment for a quick break. I listened to a lot of podcasts, and one product that I was curious to try out was Magic Spoon Cereal. Magic Spoon is the high-protein, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, wheat-free, naturally-flavored, totally delicious, childlike cereal for grown-ups. Now you're probably thinking that it tastes like cardboard. I did my research on similar cereals and decided to give this brand a try. I subscribed to the variety pack that includes frosted, fruity, blueberry, and chocolate. 
And really, to my surprise, they really tasted great considering that it was supposed to be a healthy cereal. So far, my favorite is the fruity flavor. They also have nutty and cinnamon flavors too. I've already tried the variety pack for a couple months now and swapped out my subscription to try out their cinnamon flavor. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, three grams net carbs, and 11 grams of protein per serving. They have a 100% happiness guarantee. If you are not completely in love with their cereal, they'll give you a full refund. So go to magicspoon.com and use our coupon code GEEK at checkout. Again, go to magicspoon.com and use our coupon code GEEK, G-E-E-K, at checkout. And now back to our show. When, when I go through the Facebook groups, right, and somebody says CBCS from NHA, automatically the, the responses are very swift, uh, saying, no, that's not the standard. Uh, HEMA, CPC is the standard. And, and I'm like, ouch, <laughs> you know, this, this person, you know, regardless of, of wherever you get your, um, your credential, I mean, think about the person who, you know, prepares for that test, prepares for that certification. It takes time. It takes, well, I don't know money, but but, but it takes, regardless, time and money. Money is time. Time is money. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a. It, it's it's an investment in yourself where, you know, when you celebrate, and I've seen people celebrate, I got my CBCS, and these are on different groups, by the way, and maybe in my group, but but this is the first time that uh, it was mentioned, and I'm like, and they're like, oh, no, no, why did you get that, or, you know, no, that's not this, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't have gotten that, you should have gotten the CPC, CPCA, the CCA, whatever it may be, and I'm like, oh, come on, I'm going to stay out of this conversation, okay, uh, but you, you made a great point in the, the, the term that you mentioned is maturity, I think that that is very important, because a lot of, lot of um, a lot of students, I mean, I haven't gotten to you, Jeffrey. I want to hear. I want to hear what your thoughts are, but I want to learn more about you because it sounds like you're a mature soul. <laughs> it sounds already. Or I haven't even heard anything. But but the maturity part is very important. Is is that you have to be mature enough to work in this field? It's not like you know you you take a test, you get a certification, and give me give me give me job. Uh, there's a certain aspect to it where you have to mature into that. Now, when I say maturity, and you probably can attest to this, is the maturity into understanding what the healthcare field is, understanding the organization within what you work at, maturity. Like, so for example, um, I'm mature. Well, I mentioned in the last podcast, I used to work as a radiology film clerk. I used to work also as an HIM technician dealing with medical records. And coming in as a as a very fresh college student, college student. So you got an up, you got a leg up on me, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, as a college student, I had no idea of how the healthcare system works. And so uh, I think when you mention maturity, is that in order for you to take the next step, maybe whatever exam you're gonna take, you're gonna you're already like look, you're you're looking into. I don't know where you're working at now, but it mentioned here urology or whatever specialty that you're gonna be in. You know, you could you know, sit in that role that you're at, even though it's not the role that you want. And I think there's a lot of uh, graduates 
that that kind of feel like that's this is not the role for me but i always say that you know when i i just did a presentation coding i thought coding was not for me when i when i when i when i finished my coding classes i told my coding professor dude he was a guy i said uh, doctor uh, professor cuss this is not for me man this is not for me i finished that cpt course and i was like oh my gosh the cpt course i'm like and he's telling me you know the ccs you need about like maybe it's a very tough exam and you need about two to three years of experience so i'm like dude professor cost i'm out because this is, this coding stuff is not for me and when i got into healthcare, uh i started to see not so much, you know, the, the coding part, but how to mature into the role of looking at, you know, who are your peers? Who are your, who's your manager? Who's the director? Who's the person above that person? And what are they doing? And then how does it fit into what you're doing in your role? And I think once you understand, you know, how everything works in every nook and cranny, then that's where you start to mature. And then once you start to see like the opportunity that you can move into the next field or to me, when I felt I had matured, I started to see problems. And then when I saw the problems, I created solutions. That's when I know I have matured. Once you realize that you're, start, you're starting to solve problems in your job, <laughs> right, then you're like, OK, I'm ready. I'm ready to take whatever whatever's next. So that 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 might to me, that's always been my my aha moment. Like I got to move on because if I see if I'm seeing problems and I can and I know I could fix them. But and I have always I've had discussions in the past, but the, the upper management is not budging. Then I need to move on. You know, I need to move on to something better. So you may realize that you're young now. I'm telling you all this stuff now because I, I wish I had told my younger self this. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to give it. I'm going to dump it on to you. Um, so that, that's some great information there. Uh, and thank you, uh, Dresa, for, for that. So let's get into Jeffrey. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, Jeffrey, so. Let's hear your background, even before you even considered medical billing, medical coding. Okay. Before you met Dresa, what were you doing? I know it's going to be a short uh, origin story. So what is your origin story before medical coding and billing? <laughs> well, really, um, when I was little, I wanted to be a doctor, but then I decided that was a bit too much of school, like 10 plus years. I didn't really feel like doing all that. You never know. And then I wanted to be like a, uh, yeah, <laughs> you never know. And then during uh, middle school, I got like interested in all of this uh, technology. Middle school. And then I started looking into some, yeah. And I started looking into some of the, um, what's it called? Field positions for medical. So then I started getting interested in some of the things that required like technology. So then, when I got into high school, I got put into the Miss um, Hopkins Miss Hopkins class. So then I got interested in all of this, basically from being put into the class, because I always wanted to be in the medical field. But before all of that, I wanted to be uh, <laughs> uh, a car racer. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, tell me, yeah. tell me what, what would, you, tell me all the stuff. I want it all. I want it all. What kind of, kind of dump it on me? You wanted to be a doctor. You want to be a car racer. Like what? What are what? Again, just continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I always had a passion for cars. You know, like any type of car, really. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, it has to be a good car. Okay. Not just any car. What kind of so let me let me jump in here. What kind of cars were you were you considering? What what were your what were your top notch choice of car back then? 
mainly classics like you know Mustangs like sixty like first generation Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mainly a Ford guy. So like the the American yes. Muscle, oh. that's what you want, or that's what you yeah. that's what you have a passion for. Yeah, that's my dream car. Right okay, well, you probably will get it sometime, sometime yeah. soon as you move up here. Yeah, it's good. So from from so from cars, then what did you move on to? What what were your other passions? The reason why well, let me let me step in here before I before I before you continued yeah. that right. So I have um I have three kids, and I always mention my kids. Okay. Okay. I have a twelve up upstairs right here. He's studying. He's fifteen because I could hear him. He's studying. <laughs> A 15 and then i have a 17 year old right she's uh she's a junior right so you said you drisa you said four years right so four years he had to take so by the time he finished when he first started how old were you uh jeffrey i was 15 15 15 come on now so this is this is i'm gonna i should bring him downstairs anyway he's studying um so so my son's 15 right and and I think he has the same mindset. He he likes certain things. He he wants to be a doctor. Um, I try to explain to him, you know, like, look, the it's good to be a doctor, but also look what's in front of you, you know, and be prepared for what yeah. you're going to deal with when it comes to you. And so I don't think he realizes that yet. At 15, at 15. At 17, so I have a seven, well, it's going to be 17. She's 16 now, uh, my daughter here. And so she is kind of, like you know, the the force is clouded. You know, it's her her foresight where she wants to go is clouded, and uh, I see her though. Like when I see what her, what she can and what her potentials are, she says something in the medical field. Uh, she says something in hospitality management, but I see her true passion like in in pastries, in pastry. Uh, you know, doing the pastry work, the baking, all of that stuff. But you know, it's so like. At her age, even at 17, it's still like, what do I do? You know, it's like, it's still undecided. It's like, for me, like, I'm trying to figure it out for them. But here's the thing, you know, now now in our generation, uh, I really can't push them too much because I want them to make their own decisions at certain some point, certain yeah. point. Um, so that's why I'm like, I'm hearing all this stuff from you. And I'm like, what? 15? And then you were in her class. So continue on. Cars. So you were on cars. I'm sorry to, to, to jump in here, but you were talking about cars. Then what? Right. Then I, then I started thinking about the possibilities. Like, you know, it's kind of dangerous going like 200 plus maybe. Oh, wow. In a racetrack. Who knows what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I started thinking about my other options. And then I started looking into doctors. And then in middle school, I got interested in like the body, like the human like the immune system and like all the systems and then i started thinking well why not pursue this this is more safer i could learn more about this so we started off with a passion that's what i always like to to hear what are your passions uh car racing cars muscle cars american muscle cars being a doctor uh in the medical field um, and then you, you felt like, okay, being a doctor is a little bit too much. Maybe now, maybe, you know, maybe later on you might want to revisit it. Who knows? Cause the sky is the limit. Right. And how were you introduced to the program? Uh, in middle school, I was introduced by this, it was STEM. Okay. The, I would say acronyms, but yeah, it was, I was introduced by STEM and then they put me in these classes to like get me into that. Okay. So then that 
piqued my interest. So I started wanting to pursue that field. Okay. So from from there, how did you? How did then you? How did you? Were you connected with uh, Drisa in high school? <laughs> I remember uh, Drisa <laughs> had a, a rough start at high school. <laughs> yeah, it was a bumpy. Was it first couple of months? Okay, so let's yeah. let's let's unravel that. So you know, because because like my kids now, um, just so that way you're on, we're on the same page. My kids just started the new school, right? And so uh, their toughest class, right? <laughs> toughest class right now is is, is Spanish. And living here in, in uh-huh. Florida, I can't believe that. I'm like, excuse me, you, you you're having trouble here with Spanish. So, but the, the Spanish curriculum though here in Florida is very, is very tough because they want to make sure you understand the the listen, the speak, and then the grammar part. So there's yeah. a there's a there's a multifaceted uh, aspect to this course. So it's it's very difficult. So right now, I like. Is it their fourth week? Yeah, their fourth week. They're struggling. Like they're really struggling. So let's unravel that. So when you say it was bumpy, you said bumpy or it was a struggle. It was. It was just very rough. It was very rough. What? What do you? What were? What? What do you mean rough? So when you were in her class, what? What made it rough? Or what? What was it like rough? She to didn't you? sort of know what she was doing. You know, like how to use the, what was it? The hub on the computers. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that the is that the um is that like the interface between the student and then the or is it the the learning platform? Yeah, the, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. I haven't been trained, so my onboarding wasn't good. So, Dresa, <laughs> let me ask this question: When you when you started working with Jeffrey, how long were you working uh, in that position as an instructor in high school? Well, I have been the, the teacher. When Jeffrey started ninth grade, that was actually my first year of teaching. And although I had taught billing and coding, I taught it to adults. I had never taught it in high school. The onboarding process was a little different. Most places, you know, they teach you how to use the hub. They teach you how to use, you know, and I didn't get that. So I was literally like, and Jeffrey, we laugh about it now. But when they hired me, I stayed at home for a whole month contemplating. I kept going, do I want to? This is high school. I want Oh, the kids might be bad. They're going to drive me crazy. A whole month. And Jeffrey said they had a sub for a whole month. <laughs> so finally, when I did uh, get my courage up, my doctor encouraged me. My husband encouraged me. I walked in the classroom. And it was so funny. They were like, we didn't think we did. We thought they were lying. We never thought you were coming. I want to say because I was at home <laughs> like this. You know? <laughs> Because you hear horror stories about high school kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, my husband, he encouraged me, said, babe, go ahead and try it. You know, um, the doctor that I work for, he also encouraged <laughs> it. He was like, you know, you have your teacher retirement. He said, I think you'll do great. Mm-hmm. And after a month of being at home, being a chicken, I went in. And so Jeffrey's right. It was a, a rough first year because I went in kind of like with no direction as far as the program. Now, mind you, they had never had this program. It was their first year and it was my first year. So I had to either, it was either going to be um, get it together or get going. So I got it together. And so that first year, and Jeffrey's right, it was a little rough, but we got through it. Good. And it was so funny at the end of the year, mm-hmm. Jeffrey didn't, you know, Jeffrey was a nonchalant, very good kid. Did what he had to do. I've never had a problem with Jeffrey ever. Um, which is rare. Um, and so 
at the end of the year, a couple of the students said, we like your class, are you coming back? Mm. And I'm sitting there going, oh, oh they like me? You know, <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> I was sitting there going, oh, they like a few of them. Ms. Hopkins, we liked your class, you coming back? I was like, oh, okay, all right. And that's how it started. And he's right, our first year, we I just winged it. Mm-hmm. I winged it that first year, came in every day, taught, um, and somewhere along the way, I feel like somebody got it. <laughs> so it was rough. I'll, I'll tell you the, the the at least you know when I when I taught um, in call for college students, I, I had a very small class though. It was a very small class size, and I'm like, boy, you know the 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 um, passing rate is going to be tough because because uh, uh, you know if two people pass, then that's a fifty percent rate. It's terrible. <laughs> But anyways, I, I, I get what you're saying because, um, you know, again, it's the idea of the age, it still boggles my mind, the age group. Right. So you're 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 I can see what you're what you're saying is that you're you're faced with teenagers. And and then the, the word that comes to mind again is the is the term maturity. Are they mature enough for this information? And when I was introduced to teaching medical coding, I, I was a bit rough. I was a bit, um, I don't want to say rough, but I was a bit strict. Like, you know, this information is, shouldn't be taken lightly, right? This is stuff that I'm just not going to throw out to you and you're like, haha, this is great information. And then I'm just going to go sleep or, or play a uh, call of duty, whatever, you know? Um, the, the thing is that when I, when I taught it, I, I, I think it comes because there's a lot of passion when you teach it. Right. So when you teach it, it's full of passion, but the audience is not receiving it or they don't appreciate it. Then, then, you know, to me, like, I think that's where it hurts, you know, for me, for me, for me personally, like if you're giving all this information and you're giving your all, you're, you're sharing your experience, uh, through the years in, in what you teach, but then the audience is like, Oh, I don't, I don't think that's for me or, or like, you know, uh, that then, then it's, I don't know. I, I, I can't help to feel like, like that, that hurts. It hurts a lot. Like, you know, like, what do I, what did I do wrong? You know, or, you know, that's, and the teacher it's, it's, I, I know the student like doesn't mean it or the students, the audience, whatever, doesn't mean it. But, um, you know, when you, when you're like, okay, Jeffrey, when you're about to teach you, I'm just gonna, I, I could feel you're going to teach this stuff later on, you know, because, because you're going to take your, yeah, yeah, you should. And, um, uh, and I'll go through that later, but, you know, when you teach, it's it's the idea that you're sharing what you know, and then if the if the audience is not receiving it well, then it's like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Why is this message? It's like being a comedian. I listen to a lot of comedian comedians on podcasts, and they talk about like you know when they do their um when they do their stand up, and the audience is not really feeling it, they they really feel hurt, and then so it's back to the drawing table as to how you know what is it that they need to do. All right. So, anyways, let's get back to the rough start, right? So Dresa had mentioned the rough start. Uh, so Jeffrey, how did you, from the rough start, I don't know, how, was that a month, right? You say a month, uh, Dresa, month. So within a month or within the first year is a rocky start. And, it, and again, it's very basic information. Uh, and then Dresa said that some students were very appreciative, right? So like, okay, I like the information that you're giving. Uh, it's sticking. I'm, I'm intrigued. Let's, let's continue on forward, right? So at least... 
at least you got that done. <laughs> you got you got something you got something right, okay? Uh and that's good. For me, like out of a group of people, I'm not looking to to win the masses, right? I'm not looking to win a crowd. If I could get one person on board, just one person. Take <laughs> just just one person. That that's good for me because I'm going to connect with that person. I'm not going to try yeah, I'm not going to connect with the mass. So I create the podcast. I don't care if you don't like it. If you if there are people who like it, then I will connect with you or, you know, we'll carry on that conversation. So uh, you teach in your lane. You other people will teach in their lane. And so uh, if you don't like it, get off the lane and find somebody else because everybody teaches different or everybody works different. And you'll find that a lot when you go into your uh, field. Anyways, so after the rough patch, then how, how did the, I guess, teacher-student relationship start to work? I'll just say uh, the way the program is designed, and again, I, I still say Jeffrey was a, a rare kid. Um, the first two years, even the first three years, in, and Brian, if you've never been a high school teacher, you went, I'm a high school teacher. A lot of people ask, how do you make teaching medical terminology fun? It's hard. It is hard. You, these classes are not fun. Um, and so what I do is make it fun. Even if you look at my background, and Jeffrey will tell you, um, I try to make it interesting all as long. And my, my famous saying is, you might not do algebra or geometry a day after graduation, but you'll always have your body. So even though I'm teaching them and I'm building them and hoping that they'll go towards building and coding the way I, to me that I keep them, I try to teach them all about their body. And then of course, with that, you're adding, this is what they do at a hospital. This is what they do at a doctor's office. Yeah. This is what you do. If you don't like blood and guts, the doctor have to make money. Guess who that person is responsible for making sure all of that's right. That's me. And so I'll say the first two years might be just, oh, let's do Ms. Hopkins' work. Yeah, here, let's turn it in. Uh, but, but, what you got? But, and, but the last two years, I start honing in on them because I know, you know, now it's time for you to get serious because in a, in a year, you're going to be out of here. And Jeffrey will tell you that first year, I told him, watch, 2020 is going to be here before you know it. And it came so fast. It was like, y'all graduating? Wait a minute. We just got here. So the last two years or so, at least by 11th and 12th grade for sure, is when we get serious and we start saying, okay, this is how it goes. This is this. This is that. But at the same time, you're still having to make it interesting. And as you know, kids 15 to, you know, 16, 17, medical ain't interesting. Mm -hmm. So... And Jeffrey, you can talk to him, I guess, from his point of view, because he was a student. I know how I feel as a teacher, so yeah. that part will be on him. I'm curious to hear that as well. <laughs> Teaching, yes, I agree. This is this stuff is boring. It's boring. It's so boring. <laughs> and you know, I, I have to. I always have to mention, you know, now um, because it's so boring. I think it's up to us educators to make it exciting. Or at least, I like to say the word sexy. It has to be sexy, appealing, you know. It has to be something, you know, that that, that catches the eye, you know. 
uh, it has to turn heads, you know, and, and that, that's the idea of the education now. So when I talk about, like, I got a question, like, you know, how, how do you make it exciting? Well, you number one, you got to be engaging. Number two, uh, you know, you have to make the topic in a way that, you know, like for me, when it's passionate, it, it's exciting. Like, and also case studies do a lot of it. Like if you, if you have something from the past or something that you've worked with, something exciting like traumas, uh, open heart surgeries, those things are intriguing, you know, and how do you make it intriguing? Story based. Tell a lot of stories, tell a lot of stories, a lot of stuff that you have, bring it in. Um, another way too is like what, what what I'm doing now with this podcast. Bring in professionals, bring in other subject matter experts, bring in people like yourself who is a high school student teaching medical building and coding. I've not heard that. I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm not. I've haven't heard so many success stories out of it. Um, so yeah, that's how you do it. You gotta like I, the only way I know medical medical terminology. I've taught it. It's not fun. And the only way, and, and I, I didn't make it fun because, because I, because I'm like, I, I, I had college students and I'm like, I'm not playing games with y'all. You either know it or you don't know it. And college is a different level though. They don't play games, you know, but, but the, the mindset of a, of a high school student is different. You have to be a little bit more, um, what's the word? Uh, catering. You have to cater to their needs a little bit, a little bit because, there you go flexible you have to cater to them and then you have to be flexible to their because they're still trying to figure out their learning methodology right and uh those are things that you have to figure out now i know i know one of them was to play jeopardy i'm like i don't have no time to set up jeopardy for college students all right so <laughs> but for you you probably had to do it you had to play games you had to set up because 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 yeah the thing is that you know repetition but the thing is that you know even playing making songs out of it I know that's what I did in high school, but it helps because when you take the test, you can't help but listen to the song or remember that time that you were playing this game. It, it sparks the memory. And I think when, in that age, you have to like, what are some of the triggers that when you look at a question or look at a scenario that's going to pop up? All right. So, uh, Jeffrey, uh, we're, we're interested. I, I, she's probably never heard the same way that you haven't seen these posts she wants to hear your your take now that you're a graduate. I because because I, I I envy this relationship because I I really want my one of my one of my future podcast episodes. I I have a um, was my coding instructor and he retired from South Florida. He moves in he moved out in Georgia and I've been trying so hard to reach out to him and he's like he's in retirement mode. <laughs> he's like he doesn't want to be bothered at all so but one of one of the one of the one of the podcasts that i want to do is actually just sit down and talk with them you know like you know just from then up until now and so i kind of envy this relationship between you and uh and jeffrey because when you guys move forward you're gonna you're gonna remember who taught you that coding you know and so uh, I'm glad that you have this podcast episode to kind of look back, at, you know, once this thing is over. Anyways, Jeffrey, lay it on your teacher or ex-teacher, previous teacher. What 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 are some of the experiences you had uh, being taught by uh, Professor Hopkins? Well, there you have it. That is part one of my interview with Dresa and Jeffrey. You could find more about Dresa by going to LinkedIn. And if you want to learn more about the health science program, you can go to HoustonISD.org.